Welcome to Help from Future Self. Hello, Archons. Welcome to Help from Future Self, the conversational Keyforge podcast by and for Keyforge friends. I'm your host, Sydney, and I'm joined this week by Chris. Hey, Chris, who are you? I am your real husband, as opposed to your Keyforge podcasting husband, Blake. Uh, (laughs) Thanks, Blake, for loaning me your podcast for a week, or maybe two, depending on how things go. Uh, Yeah, I'm Chris Steele. I have a podcast called Tabletop Game Talk. I've been doing that for a little over six years now. And I've been playing Keyforge as long as you, although I would say the last couple of years you've been playing a lot more because I don't play online. A little more, a little bit, just a little bit. But today I have you here because we are going to be talking about Keyforge Celebrations, the official event that Ghost Galaxy decided to let us all know about recently. And by recently, I mean like two days ago, and especially focusing on the official play formats that they announced and all of the changes that that entails. In a positive way. I'm really excited about a lot of it. So I have a lot of opinions that may uh, lean in that direction, but we are going to talk about it in detail using the specifics they announced as the basis of our conversation. But we should start by saying these are controversial. Um, the community at large is upset about a few different things. Uh, my favorite format has been removed is probably a big one. And also the fact that Keyforge is now construction based. So that is actually a reason that I got into Keyforge in the first place was because I, I love competitive scene. I love the idea of a dueling card game and Keyforge being a non-construction format really, really drew me in. Yeah, I prefer to call it Keyforge Fusion. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get that to be to catch on. Uh, So yeah, and then the celebration itself, you know, there's less than well, just over a month notice, the cost of the event, I think it's $75. And that doesn't cover the sealed event. Yeah. And a lot of people are chatting about the fact that people are paying to attend the event that they're being told is play testing some of the uh, new formats. new formats. Um, So and then the big one, for those who backed on the game found, people will get the decks before you know, a couple months before the actual people who backed on GameFound. Now, I would guess that a lot of the backers are also going to this event, so those people won't be upset, but the other, you know, 4,900 and some odd <laughs> might be a little bit more uh, upset about that. But, but the positive side of that is this is actually a pre-release event. People that go here are going to see Winds of Exchange in real life. They're going to be able to see the cards that they've been spoiled in action, play with them, and, and get to actually do some of these new formats with Winds of Exchange. But what they won't get to do unless they actually choose to not uh, modify their deck, is play with a Winds of Exchange deck as delivered. I know. <laughs> so let's let's get into that. And we should preface this with the big yellow banner that's on the uh, key forging announcement. That is, the tournament formats presented below are currently preliminary. They're going under undergoing testing at... Keyforge uh, celebration as well as other places, and they may be subject to substantial changes prior to December 31st. I'm guessing that's because they plan on releasing Winds of Exchange in January, so that's the deadline that they're putting there. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Now, if you don't know what we're talking about, uh, essentially, there are three... I don't want to say new formats because they are new, but they are replacements to all formats of Keyforge, official organized play versions formats, variants of Keyforge. <laughs> Some of them are, in fact, entirely new. But the way that they have been presented to us... 
All of them are entirely new, but the names are the same for Sealed and Archon. So Sealed is different, Archon's different, Alliance, the name is net new. Gotcha. That makes a lot of sense. I realize that, yes, they're using the same names with completely new ways to play those formats. Yeah. So let's get into it. Should we? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm really excited to to talk about what I love and, and some things that I, I think could be possibly improved about some of these. But the, the event itself is going to have all of these events. And so these are the official OP events happening at Keyforge Celebration. Yeah, the debut event of them. Right. So the first one... Well, it- the first thing is double elimination instead of Swiss. Right. And so previously, if you attended a vault tour, what what um, Yeti and the, the FFG had the event set up as is Swiss. And that means that you would play a certain number of rounds no matter your win, pers- your win rate. And so uh, a certain top cut would be determined based on your win-loss rate. And double elimination isn't that at all. It's Double elimination is you lose twice and you're out. But... And that can be kind of a bitter thing if you've traveled, you know, you flew to an event, you played twice, you lost, and now it's like, okay, I'm done. But all of these events have a, what they are calling second amber. So even though you lose twice and you're out, you get actually entered into a side event, double elimination event. Kind of like a a loser's bracket, but like not because- A a super loser's bracket. Super loser's bracket, because double elimination technically has a loser's bracket, because if you lose once, you're in the loser's bracket, and if you lose that, you're out. But if you lose in the double elimination two times, you are eligible to enter a second amber side event. And if you enter that- then and one, at least one other person enters that, that's when those rounds happen concurrently with the actual event. Yeah. And, and the way that that works is every time you win an event in the second Amber, your name gets put into a random drawing. At the end of the full event, anyone who has names in the drawing will get drawn to win prizes. Um, and the more you win, the more times that you your name is put in. So it's still... It's st- Still basically just a second tier of the best decks. Yeah. And if you lose every game, you can you win nothing, according to these rules. Also, the sooner you get kicked out of the main event, the more likely you have to get entries in the secondary event. Sure. Also, you can join the secondary event even if you never were in the main event. But the secondary event doesn't fire until two people from the main event kick it off. Yeah. So if it sounds complicated, (laughs) it is. Um, Read it because you'll have to read it a few times. But I think we've covered the main pieces of this. Yes, that is basically the the basis of all of their three big events will be double elimination. But the three events themselves are also different than what we are normally used to. And we probably shouldn't call them events. We should probably call them formats because even though they're an event at Keyforge Celebration, these are the official rules for anyone running core formats for Keyforge going forward. That makes sense. They do mention that OP will be based on these going forward. And that's obviously without like them taking into account any input yet of what the community has responded about these formats. All right, let's talk about the different formats. Let's start with Archon because Archon used to be just bring a deck and play a deck. And they're different variants on the form of Archon. And so some of the the 
ways that Archon will be played going forward are familiar and some of them are not. Yeah. So essentially Archon is the opposite of Sealed. You're bringing your own deck. Um, just generic Archon was, yeah, bring one deck, play that deck. The new Archon is, all right, I'm going to try to do this. Ready? Okay. All right. It's bring three decks. Before the first round, before the first, yes, round, they're, they're calling rounds versus matches, but first round match, however you want to call that, your opponent will choose one of those three decks to exhaust. You then choose a deck that you're going to play from your non-exhausted decks. So you have two to pick from at that point. Yeah. The next round, the if you won, that winning deck becomes exhausted. You will then unexhaust any other decks that were exhausted, and your opponent will choose one of those Two decks, decks. One of those two decks to exhaust, and you will play the other one. And you will do the same for your opponent. So you're choosing what your opponent is playing. And they are choosing what you're playing. So every round that you win, you your, your final deck is being picked by your opponent. So if you win a round, that deck is not available to you. So your other two decks are what your opponent picks from. And so very likely, you are not having much control over what deck you play each round. But you will control over what they play. But... There is a time where you will get to have a pick. When yes. is that? The two times you get to pick are the first game you play and the only game you lose. Because after the only game you after lose. After the only game you lose. Thank you. Because it's double elimination, you can only lose twice. So the first time you lose, your deck will not be exhausted because you just lost with it. So you will present your three decks to your opponent and then they will exhaust one and you get to pick the two. But that is the only time because after your second loss you then are out. Yeah. Now, if that sounds complicated, <laughs> it's because it is. Read it online, read it a couple times. Um, but that's Archon. Um, that is new Archon. Yeah. So we have not played this yet. We have played the other two formats that we'll talk about in a moment. Uh, but what is your take on Archon? I was so disappointed. I feel like I love the idea of having more agency because that's something that Ghost Galaxy wanted to introduce specifically to these to this event and the, the new formats. But the idea that I have to bring three good decks because I, I have favorite decks, but I don't have three like fire decks. If I bring the three and the first round, I get to pick two uh, pick from two of them. I'm I'm likely just never going to be able to continue playing the ones that I want to play. But I think for me, the the best part about playing an Archon is that I get to play the same deck over and over again. I'm comfortable with it. I'm getting in a stride. There's momentum. And if I'm winning, it's with the same deck over and over. And so this this may be a, a bit of a just a preference on my part. But the fact that I'm playing a different deck every round, no matter what, because if I win with a deck, it gets exhausted. That is it's just something that isn't my play style. What about you? I um I dislike this a lot. I don't think I would ever play in this format. And I'm I'm a competitive player. We are both like in the top 100 on the leaderboards. We've been to more vault tours than we should have gone to. <laughs> I hate the idea of this format. <laughs> um, but again, it's most it's very similar to Triad, and I have played Triad, and I didn't like Triad either. So that's why this format doesn't sit well with me. That makes sense. This format will sit well with people that do like the large choice of deck games. The, the tournaments that you bring more than one deck to, there are definitely different versions of that that have been played in the past. And so this isn't new. It's just a new one. And the way that it's currently written, it isn't necessarily a 
feel-good one. Yeah. But again, some people will like this. Uh, we'll know because at the at Keyforge Celebration, Archon and Alliance are going up against each other on Saturday. You can choose one or the other to be in. I know. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, good. I can play an Archon. And then I read the Archon rules and I'm like, oh, okay, good. I can play an Alliance. <laughs> so, all right. So let's talk about Alliance next because this is the big, 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 big change. Um <laughs> Right now, Archon is the only official OP format, core format, um, that supports playing your deck as you open it. Now, that's not entirely true. Both Alliance and Sealed, as we're going to describe them, you can just bring a single deck and play that. It's not like they're saying you can't do it. But with Alliance, yeah, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) So with Alliance, the way that it was written, you can bring up to three decks and you pick up to, well, you pick one between one and three houses from each of those decks to combine to create a single deck that you are playing in the game. Three different houses. Three different houses, correct. You can't have two of the same house. So you are you are basically constructing your deck off of pre-built houses, but not pre-built full decks. Like, does that make sense? Yes. And it can be cross-set. So it can be from any set, uh, any any deck that you own. You can combine three different houses. Now, we have played this. So my my original interpretation of this was that it was going to be fun and that I thought that it would be really interesting to, to, to give it a try. But immediately, a lot of the community came out with, well, if you put these cards together, then it's, it's basically who gets to the combo first. And the fact that that came out so immediately, actually, it, it crushed my excitement a little bit because I, I realized that there was no way I personally could be competitive in this because I am not the construction type. I really feel like I construct for fun. I don't construct for competition. And so especially at an event like this, where it is a a high level of competition, I just didn't think that I could compete. So you and I started looking at decks and seeing what we could possibly put together. Yes. And when she says she constructs for fun, she does not construct for fun. She (laughs) plays Keyforge because she doesn't want to construct decks. But it's nice to see that you're open-minded about it. But then we built a few decks from the community's suggestions. And we built essentially one-turn win decks. Um, Two of them, we played them against each other. They play a lot like normal Keyforge. Yeah, because there are three houses and there are a multitude of cards in your deck that don't actually contribute directly to the one-turn win. You are playing normal Keyforge until you're getting to your win. And you're actually not really even playing normal Keyforge because we were we were racing to get to our one-turn win. Yeah, and in, at no point. So we played three games of this, I believe. Mm-hmm. And um, we kept the same deck for two games, and then we switched. Yeah, and at no point... Like you could, we were forging keys. We were playing a normal game of Keyforge because that's your choice, or that's what you have to do. But as soon as you get the two cards you need to get to, you know, fire your one-turn win, it didn't matter anything until then. So the first time while we were playing against each other, you got to that combo first, and you went through the motions. So you basically just drew your whole deck, got through your key We should talk and- about what the combo is. So there's a number of them, but this basically pivots around library access and united action. A library access, most people know, play a card, draw a card, and then when you play library access, it's purged. And United Action is you can play any card in your hand 
that also has a matching house on the board. And it's an alpha. So you have to play it first. So you already have to have the cards on the board. And so basically you just looked up decks that we owned that had these cards in them and smushed them together. Right. So the general way is you get two permanents in play, each from a non-Star Alliance house. You play United Action when you have library access in hand. And from that point on, every time you play a card, you draw a card and you can play your entire deck until you've hit your key cheat three times. And you also need a key cheat, but the key cheat doesn't have to be in your hand. It just can be anywhere in your deck or discard pile. Right. And especially because this, it, it theoretically, it makes sense because it's just play a card, draw a card. But when you see it in action, like we got to the point where after on the second two games, you actually won all three. But when you got to the combo, we were both racing for the combo. When you got to it, we just stopped. Because it was that turn was inevitable. You would get to your key cheat three times and play and win. Now, we've talked a lot of bad about Alliance. But I do want to say, when I heard the concept of Alliance, I said, hey, I really have been looking forward to something like this for since Coda, honestly. Because I like the idea of a moderate construction format. Alliance, as announced, with no restrictions, is broken. Just it's hands down bonkers broken. It makes no sense. But if you were to remove a few cards from the card pool, i.e. library access and probably control the week, because that's the other degenerative deck here is is a permanent lockout deck. Um, But if you remove those two cards, say in a banned list and added a restricted list saying, hey, anytime the algorithm would have only allowed one of this particular card, you can't have more than one of that particular card. You Right now with Mavericks, you could have three library accesses, for example. Because the the metas of the game that people are theorizing is you either have a deck that prevents your opponent from playing their game, or you have a deck that Solitaire plays that game. And so there are multiple ways that decks can be prevented from doing this, and Cross House... Um, mixing is is one of the things that caused this. Cross-set mixing. Cross, thank you. Cross-set mixing. And so having um, the alliance format only be uh, able to have one set is is a little bit better, but um, it does still prevent some broken combos. Yeah. So I li- the reason I like alliance, I like this concept, is because the secondary market needed something like this. Absolutely. The fact that you can now search for a house that you want because y- you want specific things in that house and you're you're mixing the houses together means that any deck that you have possibly could be valuable. Yeah. And it could match something that you weren't thinking of. So, I mean, it could be a completely you know, you know mundane deck. And then all of a sudden, oh, but it has this, this, and this card that will really go well with these cards over here in this other set. And also, we have a lot of decks sitting in shrink. So the fact that those can now all have some kind of gems hidden in them, that's exciting for me. I think one of the funnest parts of watching you build the decks that we played with is that of all 11 decks that you researched and found the houses in that you wanted to use, all 11 of those were in shrink. And so we opened 11 decks that we had never opened before just to be able to play this game. Well, technically, I only opened six of them because I pulled more than we needed, but we only needed three each. But yeah, I mean, it. these were decks that we would have never opened and played otherwise. So I like that about this, this uh, particular format. Alliance by itself, I think is fine. I really don't see... I think it brings in new players. I think it adds a new way of playing Keyforge. I really like what Alliance can do. 
I think it should have probably came out with a ban and restricted realist from the beginning, but you know, if they want to use Keyforge Celebration to see all the broken combos before they make that list, that would be fine too. And one of the things I like most about Alliance versus the other two formats that came out is when you're playing an Alliance game, when you sit down to play, you're sitting down to just play. I don't know how yet they're going to have people looking at Archon cards, but that's all you're going to be doing is spending your two minutes looking at your opponent's Archon cards or or not, depending on, on how they fix it. But unlike the Archon, as they currently have it written, where you're looking at their decks and picking, you have stuff to do before the game starts. And we're about to talk about Sealed. You have stuff to do before the game starts. One thing I do like about Alliance is you're sitting down to play. All your work is done. Yeah, you've done it before you even got to the event. Exactly. So, so all right, so let's talk about um, Sealed. And then we're going to talk about some issues with Alliance Combined that were brought out in our Sealed games that we played. So Sealed is now... You get two decks, and you'll combine three houses from those two decks to form your final deck. What that means is, depending on house overlap, if you have two decks that have the exact same houses, you have five combinations of a deck. If you have two decks that have uh, six different houses, you'll have 20 different combinations for a deck. Um, What this is really trying to do is give you a little bit more, I think Christian mentioned, player agency in your sealed format. So you're not stuck with what you open. You can kind of create something from what you open. And something that's kind of cool, if I remember correctly, you can also, once you pick your three for your first game, you can pick a different three for your next game and your next game. And so it's kind of like the sideboard concept in other games where if this didn't work out, you are restricted to what you can change, but you do have the opportunity to change things for your next game. But again, because all three of these formats are double elimination, you have one chance to change things for that next game. Yeah, before you get into that, Secondary Amber, second Amber, second Amber method. Yeah. So we wanted to play this before we talked about it, because I think there's a lot of people that are very upset about these formats, but they haven't tried them yet. So we tried both of them and I found it interesting. I liked opening up the decks. You immediately break down the houses. You kind of set them up on the table. So you have six houses matching the uh, art or ID cards and it was kind of neat to kind of go through and make a deck out of it from my side. How to feel from your side. So I think this is a skill that I could get better at, but it is all of the stress of constructing, but like in a kind of timed form, because I needed to make sure that I picked the right three houses within the time I was allotted before we started. So obviously when Chris and I were playing casually, we just sat there and he let me take as long as I needed. But if if I was sitting in a sealed, like I already use up all the time to pick what deck I'm playing in a sealed format. But now that I'm combining decks, I just at at some point I just went with my gut and I was like, this one this one looks better. It's it's probably okay. It'll yeah. be fun. Sealed was 10 minutes to pick one of three decks uh at the Baltour level. Previously, we have no idea what it's going to be now. I don't want to make any assumptions. After what we saw here, I make no more assumptions. <laughs> um, but but once you started, once we combined the decks, um, sleeved them, and started playing the game, the game felt just like a normal Keyforge game. Nothing was busted or broken because it's just two decks inside the same set. You could have literally just opened up that exact deck. Right. And especially because it wasn't 
overpowered to begin with because they were sealed. So there was no way that we could make it so that these decks were the most powerful as possible. It might have been cool to find a combo across the decks that wouldn't have been able to within the decks themselves, but coming from a place where I really do like the pre-constructed, where I don't even have to think about it, it was just a, a teensy bit more stress at the beginning of my game, but once we started playing, it was it was normal, normal fun. Yeah, and it was kind of neat. So we played this with Dark Tidings, um, which inset is a little bit grueling in the first place, but um, one of the things I was looking at is there was enhancements. And I'm like, well, this house has two enhancements, but it doesn't have the creature that gave the enhancement. So it's kind of like a free enhancement if I choose this house. And I don't think that was broken. It was just something I considered, the cards were still more important. I actually opened two decks with logos in them. And within them, I within both of those, I had Infomorph. So no matter which logos house I picked, I was picking a creature that gave enhancements where the enhancements might not have fallen into that deck. So the creature's value became less because it wasn't providing the deck itself, the enhancements. It, so you it, had the reverse effect. Exactly. Yeah. So I would, like again, I would say that normal... You know, playing, I don't mind this as a sealed format. I do mind that it's replacing the sealed format because the old sealed format was the most popular format of Keyforge and replacing it can become a little um, jarring. The fact that it went from sealed to constructed sealed, basically, just simply means it's it's adding a small aspect that I, I definitely don't like as much as just regular sealed. Yeah. But we also came across a couple things in the games yeah. well, that we one played. Yes, yeah, so I do want to talk about that. But one thing, you could just pick one deck and play that. But I think you would feel like everyone else has a leg up because they constructed their deck and had an understanding of that. And you just decided to pick one deck. And I almost did. I almost said this deck by itself is better than swapping houses. But then I swapped houses and said, okay, this is probably better. So, but yes, we did run into a few issues. One of the things is, in my deck, I had the card Illusions of Grandeur. And so this says, choose a house on your opponent's identity card. If your opponent does not choose that house as their active house on their next turn, gain three amber. And I was looking at his, he chose one of the two identity cards that he uh, opened just because that's where you put your amber. And I was looking at it and I was like, I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if I'm supposed to call one on that card or if I'm forced to call one of the three that he chose to play with or if I can call one that he didn't pick. Is he? Is it just a dead turn? So the fact that identity card is on a like written on a card in Keyforge that does have to be either eroded or addressed or simply ruled for. Yeah, I, we played it as if the identity card meant to say the three houses that were contained in your deck, uh, which I think you'd have to. Otherwise, all of those types of choose a house cards on the identity card is going to be a problem. Incredibly powerful. Um, but that wasn't even, I, I mean, that was a problem. But when I was looking down at my card, I just thought I had those three houses in my in my deck. And honestly, there were three completely different houses on the board. It's a, a mindset you have to get out of. And I think that honestly, showing any of the identity cards is probably going to have to be saying, yes, you can't do this. In an alliance deck, you cannot put your identity card on there. That misrepresents the number of houses or the houses that are in your deck. Yeah, I will say that in a normal game of Keyforge, when someone hasn't played one of their three houses in the first couple of turns, I'm like, I have to get ready for a huge turn of that house being played by my opponent. And so for like three turns in a row, I was like, oh my gosh, when is this untamed turn coming? And I had to completely remember that he didn't pick untamed from the identity card on his house. House. Yeah. Another thing, and this is a kind of a minor thing, but we have a lot of clear sleeves because we play Keyforge. And if Keyforge becomes 
essentially a constructed game. All of my clear sleeves, which of which I have tens of thousands because I bought them in bulk off of a Kickstarter, <laughs> no longer apply. And I have to unsleeve and resleeve all the time. Like if I'm making a sealed deck or an alliance deck, I have to keep track of the houses that were with the houses that I'm using. And if I want to change them, I either have to have the same sleeves or unsleeve, resleeve. And it's a minor thing, but it's it's one of those things I really thought about because we're like, we can't even play this game until we've sleeved these cards, even though we might play the first or second game with a, just a freshly opened deck without sleeving. And one of the things I mentioned beforehand is we can just play it. Like, we're not going to cheat. We know each other. We're, we're not in a situation with high stakes. But then you pointed out the fact that, well, simply knowing that the one house you pick has this specific back and it is the next card you're going to draw is going to change your mindset. So even if you casually were okay with not using sleeves, it affects the game that you're playing. Yeah. So, and it, I mean, Keyforge is unique in that all the card backs are unique. And now the only place that matters is in an Archon format where you have to bring in three good decks in order to really be competitive in that. So that was a little jarring as well. So I honestly think that I am really excited to go to this event. Overall, my feeling is Keyforge is back. And I am going to see the people that matter to me and enjoy playing the game that is being pre- introduced to me with the people that I love. I'm excited to do Alliance instead of Archon on Saturday. And on Friday, the sealed, once I construct the deck, you know, it won't give me too many problems while I'm playing it. Are you Are you also looking forward to this event? Um, I am going to go to this event. Right now, I will save that for Help for Future Self segment. Love it. <laughs> so speaking of, we cannot end an episode of Help from Future Self without the illuminating segment. Help, Help from, future, from self. future Self. So you have one for us today then. Yeah. So I've been playing card games and games in general for a very, very, very long time. And anytime a second edition or a new thing comes up, it is just, I don't think, human nature to say, wait, why are you changing this thing I love? Nothing was broken about it. I don't know that this is the right change for Keyforge or not right now. I do know that there's a lot of emotion in the community and in the in our household over this particular thing. So my help from future self is simply this. Sleep on this for a while. It's a change. All change is traumatizing in a way, right? But eventually, this will either make sense and game or Ghost Galaxy will keep going forward with it. Or it won't make sense. And their yellow banner, this is a preliminary state undergoing testing, will come into play and they'll modify things. So let them know what you think. But it, the sky is not falling. Uh, Keyforge, you can still play it the way you've been playing Keyforge all along. Yeah. I, I love it. That's great. I couldn't agree more. So you can find us on Twitter at HFFS Podcast. We're also on Discord. And you can find me as SC Steel on Discord and TCO. Chris, where can people find you? I am Game Master Chris on Discord in most places. Uh, C Steel on the, I think, FFG leaderboard, whatever the Amber Vault is. Um, but typically, you can find me Game Master Chris, and that's Twitter. You can also listen to my podcast, which will be dropping tomorrow, uh, Tabletop Game Talk. Tomorrow, I will be talking in not as bubbly a way as Sydney's talking, but we will be talking about Keyforge. So check that out if you want to get another take from another group of players. 
So before we sign off, I do want to say that we are working really hard to attempt to get an interview with Michael Hurley and Christian Peterson to try and get their take on all of this. And they have been taking in a lot of the uh, community's input. So we're hoping that they can shed some light on their reaction to the community on a soon upcoming episode. But we'll be back next week with another episode of Help from Future Self. Until then, stay forging.